What is up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now. This is our movie show. We're ready to talk some movies, maybe a little bit of TV. I am your host, Jacob Bartley. I am joined by Brian Avalicino and Mr. Gio Reynolds making his debut on Apocalypse Now. Welcome, Gio. We are glad to have you, man. I'm sure we're going to have Thank you. some great discussions with you here. Oh, and of course, yeah. we got Mr. Jake Berlin over there on the controls, ready to get to work, wearing his yard work shirt. That's actually an awesome shirt, man. Um, so I know we're not a sports show, guys, but have you seen the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, my God. For no record. Stop. I'm just saying. Hey. Stop. We're in NorCal. We're in Sacramento, California, for those of you who don't know. Hey. I just want to get Jake and Brian's thoughts on the 49ers. If we play I'm just kidding. Me. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Absolutely last time not. we played, it was a whooping. You guys, yes. I was skeptical yeah. on the Niners at first because they played some bad teams, but I'm all in now. As you because can see, you think Cleveland, you I'm Cleveland. wearing my Niners hat. Hey, this week's gonna be a true test. The Rams. When we whoop the Rams, but beat, beat the Rams by truly, more than a field goal, and I'll think about we're gonna whoop the Rams, but in LA this weekend for sure. But we're not here but to talk about that. Don't feel bad about jumping in about. Protecting the Raiders a little bit. No, I mean the. <laughs> I didn't it, say anything bad about the Raiders. It, no, it, it's I I stay I stay quiet, and a lot of people who are probably listening to this don't know. Uh, probably might not live in California, but their San Francisco fans are the worst fans on the planet. <laughs> they are the worst fans on the planet. I'm oh telling you, goodness. and I'm not calling you two. I'm yeah, not calling you two. Uh, I'm not calling you two yeah, terrible fans, but. Cowboys. I, San Francisco fans, they are the most bipolar fans on the planet. When your team's winning, you guys talk the most shit out of everybody. I'm not talking Everyone. Good. I'm just talking good about the Niners. But then you guys get on your high horse, but the second you guys lose, <laughs> the, hate our team. you guys hate it. You yeah, absolutely do hate it. I don't do that. And yeah, they, they, don't want, they don't want to be part of it. They're like, oh my God, we need to get rid of the team. We need to restart. But because they're... Undefeated right now, all these Niner fans are on their high horse thinking that they're going to go to the freaking Super Bowl. We have high standards. And when our team's not doing well, we I'm just saying, as Raider fans, and we've been bad for a long time, we stick by our teams no matter what. I'm not saying you guys don't, but a lot of Niner fans, Giants fans. The last 10 years. Do you know what we've been through the last 10 years? Come on. In the past year, the Raiders fans have been through the past year. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't hate the Raiders. Um, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying yeah. San Francisco fans, and it, it happens with Warriors, Giants, and the Niners. All three of those teams, they are the worst fans on the planet. I'm sorry. Like, I hate the That's Yankees. True. I hate the Cowboys. Like, I hate the big the big market <laughs> teams. I do. But San Francisco fans are the worst. Mm. They are the worst. Yeah. I kind of feel that about Raiders fans, but... How? <laughs> How? <laughs> because... I don't even want to get into it. I mean, and Dodger fans, too, as well. Dodger sorry, fans, are, yeah, they're sorry, terrible. They're terrible. Um, all right, well, let's get into what we've been watching lately. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I know we've been watching the Arrowverse episodes. Everything other than Arrow, because it hasn't aired yet. Comes out this week. Um, and Comes then, for me, it's Jake, it. are you caught up on Star Wars Resistance yet? Yep, so is Brian. Did, did you watch the first episode? Yep. Yeah, I did. Let's talk about it. So, obviously not in spoiler depth. We're not going to talk about spoiler depth, but I, I was. We don't know what happens to you. I was lukewarm on it. It, it's. I knew you said it was going to be an filler. introduction episode. Yeah, it was a filler episode. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it does set up some cool things. Mm-hmm. 
going forward. But it, it was all right. I'm still going to watch it just because. Well, they, they revealed some some cool, interesting stuff. They revealed, like, the, uh, the, um, the comms, essentially, upstairs with all the, like, all the... The buttons and like driving the shift that oh, yeah. essentially like upstairs where there's like you look out the window and I, I forget what it's called or what they called it I don't know why the it's command center? Uh, the, the command center there you go the command center there yeah. the command center um, they revealed that I literally finished it last night so it's like um, the there's some interesting stuff with the first order going on obviously there uh, the two resistance people that were in the first season are now part of the first order yeah that's the best thing going on about yeah it. I love the last shot when she puts on the the blonde guy. The racer that conned them. Oh, I must have missed that. And then their good friend. I, what's her? Is her name Tan? Uh, it's. I think it's Tam. 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 Um, which is crazy because she's actually a good person. Yeah. But it it goes to show that just because you're on the first order side and you believe in what they do doesn't mean you're a bad person. Exactly. Well, she thought exactly. Exactly. Well, he lied to her and everything. I'm I'm so, waiting to see yeah. what happens because they're going. We know that they're going to Dakar, and by the last Jedi, Dakar gets destroyed. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they show up there because it's all kind of starting to line up with The Last Jedi and what's going on. Um, but we'll see how long it takes to get there. Yeah. Is this another so. Rogue One situation? Very well could be. Or another Rebel I like it though. I, I do like it. It's, it's getting into the canons of the Star Wars, which is what I like. Yeah. So. It's crazy how it's kind of lining up with the timeline that we know with yeah. The Last Jedi and everything. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's going to be crazy to see how, how it goes. And it's interesting because, like, Rebels, right? It was in the past. But this is going side-by-side side with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. The continuity is directly in line yeah, with everything. It's yeah. pretty cool. And we all know it's the last season. You, They couldn't really do another season. Well, it only makes sense because they're also probably filling it to figure out how they're going to tell the story of Ahsoka and Sabine. Exactly. That's, that's the this, next animated series, and they're probably just waiting. I don't mind Resistance. I don't love it, but it is really a filler show. It's not the Clone Wars Rebels, for sure, but it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. The end of season one is a lot better, and then I think we're going to get into some more mature And Kaz is such an interesting character. He's such an interesting character. And he's he's also a very important character, having nothing to do with the Resistance firsthand. Like, he's, he's, he's a spy, obviously, but that's telling to what they do, the Resistance, outside of what we see in the movies, which is very interesting. So. Well, it's crazy what he's gone through already. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. where he comes from and what happens at the end of season yeah. one. Yeah, and no, how, no spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that connects to the Force Awakens, and so that's pretty tragic. To be we honest. got to see so, a different perspective of, of that entire story, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about Star Wars Resistance uh, next week if they don't have one of those weird weeks where they don't show an episode. But they don't usually do that at the beginning of the season. Um, Gio, what have you been watching lately, man? Uh, so I started The Office about a couple weeks ago, and uh, catching up. I know, like, the first time I saw The Office, I wasn't into it. It might have been just my state of mind and mood during that time, but I started watching it again, and that show is funny. It's I, really funny. I started watching it, too, and I love it. And mm-hmm. freaking John Krasinski, man, I, I was telling them John before, Krasinski, yeah. I, I like John Krasinski, but watching this show took it to another level he's so charismatic on that show the more episodes i watch the more i'm becoming a fan of uh bj novak like yeah he's interesting he's very um subtle in the show but also he's one of the main producers and the main writers and creators Uh of the office which is crazy yeah he's so young and when they made the show he was very young yeah Yeah. he's giving me that um how adam scott was in parks and rec although his parts not as 
heavily involved yeah. as, as Adam Scott. Um, so I've been watching The Office. I also saw um, what Zach Galifianakis is uh, between the two between ferns, the two ferns, the movie. Yeah, I got <laughs> every um, actor uh, celebrity cameo that that makes an appearance in there. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because he he just you know roast uh, these um, celebrities on just you know who they are in Hollywood you know Matthew McConaughey he's like I, I, so how does it feel are you surprised that you won an Oscar for acting and McConaughey's like um, that's what I do so I it's an actual that. film does it have yeah. a narrative to it or is it just a random series of interviews there is a narrative to it but um, I guess it just expands on on the the many what is it, Jacob? A web series? Yeah, so they they, they did a web series. Yeah, I remember of, that. Yeah. And it's just essentially him interviewing people, and it's it's all scripted, but it's yeah. it's extremely funny. Like one of the best parts about it, and this is in the trailer, um, when he has Benedict Cumberbatch on, he's talking about Marvel movies. And, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. he starts saying his last name. He's like Benedict Cumber Cumberbitch Cumber Cumberbatch. <laughs> he's trying to pronounce his last name. And he oh says like six different goodness. last names, and Benedict Cumberbatch is just sitting there like. Like he's yeah. totally playing into it, so it's really funny. The one but, with Brie Larson is pretty good. Too. Yeah, the Brie Larson one's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's man, really I need good. to watch it. Yeah, Check it out. it's Soul super Man. funny. I see it. Yeah, Check it out. That's awesome. Um, so I started watching El Camino last night. Unfortunately, it was like midnight, and I had to turn it off like thirty minutes in. But I love the beginning to it. Brian, you've seen it. No spoilers, it. but what are your thoughts? It was good. It was dark. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it. I, so for I don't, me, he can't. All right, all right, whatever, whatever. All right, so I seriously, I I forgot I was watching a movie, and it just felt like the next episode of Breaking it, Bad. It will feel like that the whole entire time. It's so cool. The whole entire time. And I don't know how to explain it without spoiling it, but I just love what happens in the very beginning, where he goes, and how that whole thing transpires, and how he gets helped out oh, a little yeah. bit in the beginning. I love that. I thought that was great. So we can't talk much about it. If I say um, like one thing, you're gonna. Yeah. So don't worry. I'm gonna finish the movie, and maybe we'll talk more about it next week. We should. Maybe you and I can do a spoiler discussion. Didn't you watch Breaking Bad or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll be watching it. Yeah. I'll be watching maybe it this we week. Do a spoiler discussion on it. We'll do. We might be able to do it next week on the show. Yeah. And, or maybe do it beforehand and uh, yeah, probably piece it up. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. So Jake, regarding the Arrowverse, so just basically, what was your favorite episode of the premieres this week? Uh. And I know you like Batman, that one, but I'd probably, I'd probably say that one. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really dig the the first episode of The Flash. Really? Yeah, I didn't really dig. There were parts of it. I did. See, there were parts of I it, did. and uh, there were there were definitely things of it. But I'm I'm extremely exhausted of Iris. Extremely I, exhausted. I I've, I've felt like that for a while. She, she she's the same character over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. She has not changed. She's mm-hmm. always just going in a circle. Always. She, it's she's super strong, super tough, and then she's very vulnerable. And this, and, and I, I, I get the Nora stuff that happens. Like I, I understand what's yeah. going on because they lost her daughter from their daughter from the future, etc. Whatever. But it's like move on like I, I get it it's hard to move on but you kind of have to develop at some point and like yeah. figure figure yourself out and kind of evolve as a character she's and not doing anything for Barry she's not doing anything for Barry she, honestly I think she holds him back yeah and they've said they, they've explained uh, before this season they said that this this season will really dive into their relationship um, like the comics but like oh. the comics which is a good thing because she's a great part of the comics okay. she's an amazing part of the comics but they haven't really used her how she should be used. 
And I hope okay. she gets back in into the that. Comics? Does she go out in the field and join the battle? Because no, she's a reporter. I hate. When she's she a reporter. Does that. That's what they haven't like, done. She grabs one of the guns and goes out and fights. What are so you doing? So she's, she's a reporter, and she she they needed they need to have her reporting, which is what she did in this first episode. Yeah. And there were moments of I'm like, so okay, I, I like her it a little in bit. Season one, when she's doing all the reporting exactly. and blogging, I love exactly. That. And she started her own paper, right? Exactly. So uh, the blog, the blog. The blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully she gets to that because that's what yep. she does. I don't want to see her out on the battlefield taking part in the action. It no. doesn't make any sense. No. But regardless of that, I actually really like the Flash episode. Dude, when he goes in, well, whatever. He he really kind of the black hole. When he goes into the black hole. And, and the Flash the song. Playing, dude, yeah. Yeah. Flash Gordon. That. Flash. Ah. Yeah, dude. That so good. So awesome. So good. Uh, Cisco's like, I've been waiting to play this for the rest yes. moment. And then, and then they have that little banter, which is cool. And, and Iris is like, she's like, really? And then she goes... Okay, yeah, it works. Yeah, exactly. and they start, and it plays over. And I love right, when he goes in, and then it's like you can hear the beat in the background, like dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, dun. you know it's, it's like coming. Pause, and then he comes out and, it and goes, it starts Gosh. playing again. Dude, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. So I I like the I like the way that the episode started um, because there's always been this question through these seasons. They've always put him up against a speed suit that's better than him, mm-hmm. right? Zoom. Uh, you had Savitar. That's what you have you have Reverse Flash. It's, it sucks. It, but it like, happens, but how, who else is he supposed to fight? But that's though? part. That's part yeah. of the comics. That happens yeah, in the comics. Cold. But well, no, and they used him, but they they yeah, used yeah, the yeah. they used the speedsters more. They used the speedsters more. But I really liked the very the opening of the episode because they had him going up against Godspeed, and that that's kind of a tease for what's going on with that character. But Cisco says, and they're and it's his girlfriend looking, and they're like, "What's that?" And he goes, "The real deal." Like, they're evolving Barry into becoming, like, the real deal Flash that he's supposed to be in for the past five seasons. And you see him. He's going up against Godspeed, who's extremely good at what he does. But Barry just, like, literally goes double the speed past him and then comes back around. And I love that line Cisco says, the real deal, because it's like, okay, the show may be evolving finally and kind of stepping into a different direction, which I really wanted after season two. Because season two was so good, and then they stepped back. And for, like, the past two seasons, it's kind of been, like, a blunder a little no, I bit. Agree. I hope it elevates itself this season because Arrow has. Arrow's gotten better. Legend of Tomorrow is really good. Supergirl's awesome. This one's kind of been, like, in the back of the pack, just kind of sitting there for me. And so I hope it kind of expands. Legend of Tomorrow this week, did it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, because that, if so, I may have missed it if I missed. Um, but, I, I, but from what I like, I like that one the most, personally. Okay. I like that one the most. Okay. But I, I, like I told you in the chat, I, I like the dark and grittiness of it. I, I don't know if I would consider it dark and gritty, though. It had dark and grittiness it. does, but it also... Well, I guess all these shows have cheesiness. All of them. The CW shows, mm-hmm. they do. And I just... I got that CW vibe. It's I don't know. CW I also like the twist vibe. at the end, though. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Oh. That That's the twist... My next show. The twist... Oh, the twist got me show. really excited. Okay. I'm not saying it's bad at all. It's just, I liked it, and there's some really good things in there, and I know what you're talking about, and I, I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I, w- I had that thought in the middle of the yeah, episode. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Maybe that's that, and then it was, which is pretty cool. And I I love how Batman plays into it, and he's not in it. You know, he's not really in it, but just the way how he's kind of just looming, his presence is looming around, and I want to learn more about Batman and Bruce how Wayne. things happen regarding her and all those type of things. Well, it's they've set they've set up a very different kind of Batman in this world. It's a very different kind of Batman. Is she on Earth One? She's on her own Earth. Okay. 
Yeah, because in the crossover last year, they go... They traveled to her Earth. Yeah. Uh, no, I may be wrong. No, actually, I think they're in the Arrowverse. They are in the Arrowverse, yeah, I they believe. Are. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I think you are so right. It's so confusing. Is Michael Keaton her Batman, which would be no, kind I hope of cool. not. Hopefully not. <laughs> I hope he's a different Earth. Yeah, um... I didn't love Supergirl this week, did you? Uh, it was okay. It's yeah. the first episodes. The first episodes are always like blah, you know. They're it's like resistance. It's just a, it's an opening episode to get us back true. into the fold, you know. That's so, true. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say Flash is my favorite of this Batwoman, week, but we'll Arrow see. would definitely take the cake for sure. We'll see, Arrow's next week. It's right? only ten episodes, oh, dude. Is this is this week. Cool. It's, yeah, this it, upcoming week. It'll, this comes out on Monday. It'll be tonight when this comes out. We're still so. in this week. It's Saturday. Yes. So next week is Monday. Yes. He is right, correct. Brian? Sure. He is correct. Um, and then, Jake, you said you've been watching Peaky Blinders? Yeah, just quickly because we only have a couple minutes for this yeah. segment left. Um, yeah, I uh, so I started Peaky Blinders a, a long time ago when it first came out. Like, I, I caught the first three seasons or whatever. And then for, some, for whatever reason, I just lost track of it. Um, possibly because Netflix does the binge thing and I just forgot about it. You know, it's a year and a, a year away from watching it again, and um, but because the new season came out, I binged season three and four, uh, or four and five, whatever the seasons are, the last two before this uh, previous this new season. I love this show. This is one of the, and I people may argue with me, but this is one of the greatest television shows ever created in my mind. It is so fantastic. The characters that they develop, the storytelling that they tell. Um, the historical, historically accurate uh, events that they use for the for the show in the time period is remarkable. Prohibition, Al Capone, the Italian mob, like all of these things going on. It's so fascinating to see it play in this world because it's not happening in the U.S. It's happening across the world. Um, and then Killian Murphy is just he is so good at what he does. He is so good at what he does. Um, Tom Hardy's in the show. He pops up every once in a while as his character. Um, the supporting cast, and I don't know their names, but the, the gentleman that plays Arthur, Killian Murphy's brother in the show, is so freaking incredible. Um, I, I binged it and I just, I went episode by episode, and then uh, I can't wait to see this new season. I'm so excited because it left off on a really interesting part that plays into the history of what we know in the U.S., and I'm excited to see how that all unfolds, so... Awesome. And Adrian, shows... Adrian Brody was the leader of the Italian mob last season. Really? He was the leader of the Italian mob last season. Wow, that's yeah. cool. And he was, he was awesome. He was Dude, awesome. It, so it has mob elements to it. Oh, it's, it's about a mob. They, Dude, they're they're a mob. That's crazy because you don't typically like mob stuff. Killian Murphy is, is the leader of, of a mob. The, it's, the, uh, it's um, I don't know where, the, it's either Irish or Scottish. It's either Irish or Scottish because their accents okay. are super Dude. heavy. Yeah, I definitely gotta check this show out. It's been on my list for a while, but so I think good. I might move it up because so I need a good. new show to binge right now. Tommy Shelby, man, the yeah. Shel the Shelby, the Shelby's dude, it's yeah. so good. I'm gonna check it out for sure. Um, all right, so moving on to our hot take of the week, and I'm sure this is going to draw some interesting conversations. So if you haven't heard Martin Scorsese, um, it's going around in the headlines that he says Marvel movies aren't cinema, and you can look up the word cinema in the dictionary, but it could, what cinema is to one person is different to other people. But to me, cinema is literally the art of, of movies, of film. And he's saying they aren't cinema. And I'm just going to If read, it's in the theater, it's cinema. It, I'm just going to read, I mean, I think that's the literal definition, right? <laughs> Probably. Um, but I'm just going to read his, his quote. He said, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. 
Honestly, the closest thing I can think of them, as well-made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotion, psychological experiences to another human being. I love Martin Scorsese. He's one of the greatest directors of all time. He's one of my favorite director of all, directors of all time. But I 10,000% disagree with this. So do I. A million percent disagree Gio, you probably agree with him, correct? But we'll get there. <laughs> Here's the thing. Are, is he serious right now? It's human beings trying to convey emotions, psychological, psychological experiences to another human being. Have you seen Endgame? Have you seen Infinity War? Have you seen Civil War? I don't think he's even seen those films, to be honest. He pro maybe he watched. He probably the, watched Hulk and that was He it. probably watched the first Avengers film, which if he only watched the first Avengers movie, may, I could see where he's coming from with no other context or perspective on it at all even though there are these things in that movie too. But look at Black Widow as a character and look at her scene in Endgame at the beginning with Captain America. Are you telling me that this isn't human beings trying to convey, convey emotion, psychological experiences to another human being? Steve Rogers is holding meetings to help people get over the, the snap. Bliss. This is completely ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, I, just, I agree, I agree. It doesn't even make sense. And I love Martin Scorsese. Everyone has their own opinion, obviously. Like, everyone it's has subjective. their own opinion. It truly It very is. much is. Yeah. And I understand, you know, this has actually been happening a lot lately. Like, Mark Maron came out and said that he doesn't like Marvel movies. He doesn't like the superhero job. He doesn't like the superhero job. And that's totally fine. Jennifer Aniston came out as well and said that um, there needs to be less of them. Scorsese. I understand, but you also have to understand that there are periods in film where certain genres are... At the height of everything and certain genres take a backseat it happens that there's a it's a constant circle it's a constant circle that always happens like westerns 40 years ago they were being made all the time they're not being made these days right rom-coms were made a decade ago in the early 2000s they're hardly being made these days they're being made by netflix only right like it's a constant circle and i mean you could say mid 2000s or late 2000s um, comedies like the exactly the comedies exactly and so coming out all the time right now superhero movies are the hot take because one studios are about making money they're the hot ticket they're the hot ticket two the universe of these characters you can build something like Marvel has done to really bring fans in go to multiple generations do it for a long time it's an it's an instant lock for five ten fifteen years of making money if you do it correctly. And that's why studios do it. They're all about making money. And because of certain things that go on in our society with money, it makes sense for them to do this instead of taking a chance with a smaller budget film like A Silence of Scorsese's or something along that lines. You know what I mean? And so it's, I, it, it's, a, it's a dumb comment to a, a sense because it's his opinion. Um, but everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own opinion. He's a, he's a filmmaker of a certain era that made movies a certain way and comic book movies weren't around. And so it's hard for him to transition probably, which is happening to a lot of people. And it just, it's unfortunate that it comes out. And I guarantee you, he didn't mean to make, mean to say cinema. He probably could have phrased it differently and it would mean completely that's, different. That's the thing, it's the words. He's saying they're not cinema. He's basically saying they don't count as movies. Yes. I don't think he means that. I, he, all he needs to say is, I don't like them. Yeah. They're not my cup of tea. I don't prefer them. Mm -hmm. That's what he's really saying. But I just think the wording is, completely off in this whole quote my problem is when he gets into the detail that of like why it's not yeah that's my biggest problem like conveying em conveying emotion like i understand 
like like certain dramas like uh like an ex machina or or something along that lines where it's a full-fledged drama like a moonlight or something like that right it conveys relationships and drama and a character to a different level than a marvel movie does it it does but that doesn't mean that those movies don't have it like infinity war look at the hearts that were tore out at the end of that movie like that conveys emotion right captain america winter soldier that conveys emotion civil war between tony and steve that conveys emotion i can literally come up with 50 examples from yeah. mcu alone like clint clint and natasha when she died in, in endgame his emotion like that conveys exactly, emotion yeah. yeah i completely agree that to say that specifically i think pisses me off more than and he anything. could he probably has never even seen one that's what's funny about it yeah probably has never even seen one well he said i don't see them i tried you know which <laughs> one though yeah. which one is is the is the answer you know I, i'm guessing honestly he went and he saw he watched the first avengers movie when it came out probably all the hype, and he was like this is not for me and that's it Gio, you're saying you're staying awfully silent over there. I was listening. Thoughts? So, Scorsese, who also happens to be the executive producer of Joker in theaters right now. I thought, we, okay. I thought they came out and said that he wasn't. No, he, he's an executive producer, but we don't know how much involved he is. I he may have just got it off. He kind of put it all together. Like, yeah. Got it greenlit. And, and then probably stepped, stepped away. away yeah. But still. We don't know. Uh, so... I mean, uh, he doesn't see the first part of the quote says, I, I don't see him. So that, that right there tells you, you know, he yeah. probably hasn't seen Endgame. He probably hasn't seen uh, Winter Soldier or Civil War, for that matter. So he doesn't see that these Marvel movies, and, you know, they're, they're only designed to touch on these, um, you know, uh, emotional, psychological experiences so much because they are family friendly they are for everyone they are as as he calls it theme park it's a ride it's an adventure it's it's an experience you go there to have fun so i don't completely agree with his um comments now i'm curious to see if any more was added to you know this comment that he made i'll have to go check out the um empire interview that he did but I, I think he's coming from a place where his movies are totally different, totally different genre, um, whatnot. So he just, I don't think he just understands that these movies are, are, are not, not meant to, to do that, if that makes sense, you know? Like, you, you look at a movie like Joker. It's not their purpose. Uh, a, movie like, uh, a movie like Joker is, is not really a, a, a comic book movie. It, it's a... It's a drama. It, it's a character piece. Yeah, it's a drama. It's, it, it touches on everything that, that he says these uh, Marvel movies are, are, are not. Uh, because, again, these Marvel movies, as Josh Whedon called it, they're, they're, they're episodic, you know? They, they, they can touch on these emotions, but only for so long because it, it has to tell a story and move on the universe to the next Marvel movie. Um, so I don't completely agree with his uh, statements, but I also see where, where he's coming from. Maybe he only watched Iron Man 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> only those two, and then that's yeah. where, he, where he's getting this from. I just, it's crazy to me, because if you look at the Iron Man character alone, look at the way he is in the first Iron Man, how he's changed. In Civil War, when he finds out 
that Bucky killed his parents and that whole scene, that's an amazing scene emotionally. And then him and Steve Rogers coming back together, what he does in Endgame, his family, his daughter, Pepper. Well, there's there's a reason crazy. there's a reason why people want Robert Downey Jr. to be nominated for an Oscar because he conveys emotion. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, before we move on, I wanted to mention I wanted to correct myself a little bit. It's not uh, Irish or Scottish. It actually takes place in Birmingham, England. Oh, okay. Blinders. They just have very heavy accents, which is why I thought that. So. Uh, they possibly could be, but as far as what I'm reading here, it's in Birmingham, England, post World War One, and they just have some very heavy accents. So, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm gonna go check that shot this weekend, probably. To be honest, <laughs> like you got me hyped, honestly, about that. All right, so on to our buy or sell segment. We're also gonna be doing some trailers this week. There's quite a few that came out, but we also have some new stories that we're not gonna skip over, like we did last. Yeah, time. we skipped over a good one last week. <laughs> I know. Um, so. As far as trailers go, we have um, The Turning, um, the horror film. We have a new trailer for Onward, the Pixar film. We have a new trailer for Charlie's Angels, and we have a new trailer for Jungle Cruise. I'm going to go to you, Gio. Out of all these trailers, if you had to choose one and buy one and sell all the others, which one would it be? Uh, Jungle Cruise. Look, I just I don't agree <laughs> with Dwayne Johnson's... Uh, <laughs> choices because he just did Jumanji now we're getting another jungle movie then he has another jungle movie in Jumanji 2 coming out and uh, I just so you're I, selling Jungle Cruise no I, I oh you're buying I'm buying Jungle Cruise okay. he's, 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 I'm but just, he's trying I'm to tell him. himself that he's not excited for well, it no, 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 no. <laughs> the reason why alright there, there are a couple reasons why honestly the all the promotion outside of the movie like you know his social media posts about Emily Blunt the behind the scenes um, their visits to these cons where they hype up the movie that gets me more excited than the, than the trailer itself um, but obviously you got Emily Blunt and uh, Dwayne Johnson headlining uh, this you know Disney adventure here you got the uh, what's the name the director uh, Jamie's Oh yeah, um, Sierra. yeah I'll, I'll look it up right now yeah um, as a director I just want to see what they do, Director what, what the they, shallows, I believe. Yep, correct. What they could do together. I'm his name right Because now. they're doing Black Adam, and I've been waiting for Black Adam. Black Adam. Is that official? That is official. She wants him to direct it, right? I don't know that if that's an official check lock. It. Check it. I'll, I'll look. I mean, we've been talking about that for. That's why I'm back here. I'm looking. Don't Back-checker worry. Checker Jake. Internet's just taking a little longer. <laughs> but I want to see what they can do together as uh, actor director duo here I'm, i am also excited for the movie um i can't wait to see emily blunt she's amazing and everything but i just i i can't help but look to the future i don't know why i actually like this trailer too this is not my buy over all other ones but i was not excited for this movie at all maybe because of the cast right but i like the trailer yeah it's I was, it, was, it was something that i wasn't expecting and he's been saying he wants this to be like an indiana jones film it's not it's never going to be but it can have those elements of adventure and i actually am looking forward to this movie now after the first trailer mm-hmm. yeah jake how about you man um so i am i'm buying john cruise as well i'm uh oh really i'm gonna buy john awesome. cruise uh, i loved i love the onward trailer I really, really did it. It's a, it's a fascinating trailer. It's Pixar's first original film in 
four years, three years, I believe. Inside Out, right? Um, I believe so. And so it's either oh, three or four they years. They've been doing sequels. They've been doing sequels since Inside oh, Out. Cars three. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and the trailer is so charming, and it, it's a really touching thing about a, about sons and their father and, and whatnot. But the Jungle Cruise trailer, um, I was telling uh, Brian and our friend Shaw this yesterday. Uh, first of all, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt's chemistry is remarkable like it is incredible uh not just in the trailer but what they've been able to do like on stage and stuff like g was mentioning um like a d23 and stuff but i can't get over the fact how they implemented the ride into the trailer exactly i love that he's actually taking yes on i i cannot I get over the that. fact that he's faking like the fake hippo yeah and his friends are blowing the darts oh, at I know. him when i saw that i was like wait a minute is he like yeah, yeah like on a show? Oh, that's i i was cool. that was the biggest question i had going into this movie is like how are they going to implement this specific ride into the movie they found the most brilliant way to do it and why i'm so excited about it is because I want to see that entire sequence play out because for those of you who have never been on the ride, the the catch on the ride is that the boat drivers, they make jokes at the animals and what's going on on the ride. Like they make some really cool modern day jokes and stuff like that. I want to see Dwayne Johnson do that. Oh, yeah. Like I want to yeah. see him do something yeah. like that on like on that ride in the movie. And so I was, I'm watching the trailer, but I keep going back to that. I'm like, I can't believe they actually figured this out. Like, That's they actually cool. figured out a way how to implement that into the film, and it works so perfectly. So. I agree. I just hope Kevin Hart doesn't make an appearance in the movie. I don't think he will. Oh, yeah. Every Dwayne Johnson movie, <laughs> Kevin Hart's going to be in. I just, from now on. I had to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, Brian. Well, so I want to pick Jungle Cruise because of everything Jake said, like when I first heard that they were making Jungle Cruise a movie, I was like, what? Like, no, that ride is not something that can be made into a movie. Like, Haunted They Mansion, said the same thing about Pirates of the Caribbean. This movie's gonna make so much money. Yeah, oh. It's gonna make so, so much money. money. <laughs> uh, but I think for me, it's, it's dumb to think that Pixar isn't gonna make an amazing movie at yeah. this point. Yeah. So like for me to choose anything other than what Pixar is gonna play out is hard for me to believe. But I'm I literally go back and forth between those two. So if I had to go I'm going with what I know is gonna be come out amazing, which which is onward or yeah, onward because Pixar doesn't make bad movies like ever. So um but what <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Cars two, maybe. Okay, okay. I mean, some of the sequels, but like their original movies are not bad. Um, but I got heavy, heavy original Pirates of the Caribbean feel watching Jungle Cruise, like that, like that feel. It's cool like, because it was the fake ride at the beginning, but then they're actually gonna go on this adventure that has all these real things. Well, happening. he looks like yeah. he's he's basically a con man on the junk making a jungle cruise to make money and then now he's screwed actually doing it for mm -hmm. emily blunt and to say emily blunt is going to not do well in any movie you are ridiculous she's uh she yeah. she's one of jake's 400 favorite girls so <laughs> um but Good choice. yeah she's she literally i would dare to say she stole that trailer like oh she, honestly she stood out to me more than the rock yeah so i mean 
I don't know. I I guess by onward, but you talk more about Jungle Cruise the whole time. I know. So maybe it is Jungle Cruise. I go back and forth, but it they both were pretty heavily awesome. But to say that Pixar is not going to make a good movie, I think it's stupid to even think. Well, for me, it's got to be Charlie's Angel. I'm just totally kidding. No offense to that movie, but it's definitely onward for me. None of us has even whispered. The first trailer for Charlie's Angels was much better than the second one. That's why. Onward. When I watched this trailer, I just got this special feeling inside me. And anyways, it's all right. So Inside Out was the was Inside Out really the last original Pixar film? I believe so. Yeah. And you guys know I freaking love that movie. It is one of my favorite animated films of all time. And I'm not they're totally different. This is completely different than Inside Out, but they're building this world, right? And I just love the idea of these mythical creatures living in just a modern day world. And I love planes. When I saw that creature at the end blow the fire, the fire breathing, was it a dragon? I don't even know. But a fire breathing creature, and it's just like, it was just so cool. We're going to see things like that. Like the human unicorn. And how they're going to say, if we were just. The trash eating unicorns. Like like living in a regular, like suburban world with all these mythical creatures. And then you have this, um, this family story as well, which is really cool. And I know. A lot of times, voice acting is irrelevant, but I love that Chris Pratt and Tom, Tom Holland are doing it. It's so perfect, like Big Brother, Little Brother thing. Yeah. And it's it's interesting that they only have the bottom half of the dad. Like, I don't know how that's going to play out for the whole entire movie, but I, I trust I mean, them. That's how the plot it's, so I know. Work. I trust them as Pixar, and I'm just excited to see... As you go, as they go on this journey, you're gonna see all these little things where they take, you know, mythical stuff and flip it on its head, and I just can't wait to see that. And it's gonna be amazing. I hope at least. Will this be the first Pixar feature not, um, not involving what's his name? God, the the Lassiter. Lassiter. Yeah. Right? This uh, first one? Or? No, I think Toy Story Four was. Oh okay. I'm pretty sure he left at the end of last year. So I think, he definitely produced Cars Three. He didn't yeah, develop Toy Story. I'm pretty no. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, pretty and sure Toy Story Four was the first one. He and Incredibles Two must have been in development while he was still there, right? Yeah. Well, he he left at the he left last year, and Incredibles Two came out June of last year. So, oh really? Yeah. Okay. So and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's over at Universal doing his thing now. You know. Okay. So. Well, just just curious. Uh, I'm curious to see how Pixar transfers. Yeah. After after that, I mean, if Toy Story Four was in fact the first one where he had. No involvement. I'm curious. I haven't seen Toy Story. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I, could, I mean, or three. I don't, I've seen the end of three. Okay. It's very emotional. Maybe three's maybe the best one. Maybe so. Kevin Feige got involved with Pixar. You say three is the best one. I did. We're out of time. Maybe Kevin Feige produced this. Produced uh, onward. Never know. That would be pretty maybe. cool. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Feige on everything. So we're fire selling. Fire selling the turning since we knew. I like the turning trailer. I, I do. I it just it. it just comes out in January. Yeah, That's yeah. the problem. And I, I think Mackenzie Davis is one of the the, young, the best young talents in the business today. Um, if her and the Marsh coming out this month. It make a buttload of money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say billion. Buttload. <laughs> Not billions. <laughs> Nowhere close to billions. But if it came around around Hollywood, yeah. I think it would. It looks creepy and it looks unique compared to other horror films. 
ones for sure. Um, all right, so next up we have John Wick. Um, they're doing a spinoff of the bat called the Ballerina. And if you've seen, it's, is it only in John Wick Chapter Three that they yes. have that stuff? Yes. So there's sequences in, in John Wick Chapter Three where you where you see this kind of underground the Russian Ballerina, Russian yeah, Ballerina yeah. Academy, and they're doing a spinoff off of that, and it's going to be directed by Len Weisman. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on this, man? Uh, I love the idea of this film. I so think you buy it. I, I'm actually selling it. Um, so okay. here's I the re here's the reason why. So that sequence in um, John Wick Three is absolutely fascinating. It's um, yeah. The I like John Wick Three was incredible for a movie itself, but it also did something really, really good world building. Um, and it kind of set things up for spinoffs down the road, and this is definitely high up on our list for me. Are getting the Continental TV show? Yes. I hope so. Uh, and that's tying into the movies as well. Um, but the reason why I'm selling it is because of Len Wiseman. That's um, he's, oh, he's, okay. not, okay. he's not the right director for this type of movie um, at all. Uh, I'll switch over to Gio's face so we can see Gio's face while I talk. Um, <laughs> He's he's not. He has some good movies on his record. He does, but they're not a John Wick type of movie. They aren't a John Wick type of movie. Oh um, so let me just run through his track record right now as a as a director. So uh, he has the McLean movie coming out, which is an absolutely terrible idea. Um, the the Die Hard movie, uh, Total Recall, which I like. Total Recall. A lot of people absolutely hated it. He did Live Live Free or Die Hard, which isn't terrible. Yes. Okay. Uh, but again, that's not a John Wick movie. And he did the first two Underworld movies, which are not John Wick movies. And so, uh, I do like them, but for Underworld movies. They're not John Wick style movies. Um, but what is the ballerina going to be? Is it even an action movie? So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a John Wick style. So, it's a young, it's a young ballerina uh, dancer, uh, assassin, who's going for revenge for the death of her family. They already revealed that. Okay. Um, she's going so for a bit. Ballerinas also assassins. Yeah. Assassins, Flash Widow. Yeah. But they yeah. probably through their ballerina training they become better assassins. Yes. They, so I would I would love to buy this. Yeah. Uh, I, I buy the idea. I completely and one hundred percent sell it no, because I of Len Wiseman. You. you know who would be the perfect choice for this? Uh, Tim Miller. Tim Miller would be the first choice. We'll see about or some day. young we'll up and coming director who's directed one movie who knows how to do it. J.A. Bayona. That would be interesting. I'm excited for the idea of this movie, but like none of his the movies on his track record get me excited. And I don't even like the Underworld movies either, so I can't get too excited about oh this. Oh my god. <laughs> so I sell it. But I buy the movie, I sell the director. You go ahead. What do you guys think? I I'm saying you. <laughs> no, you buy or sell. Um, I mean, I don't know anything about that director. I mean, so I you're buying. I don't know. I when I first heard like the I, idea, kind of, but it's like I just whispered to him. To me, it's almost like Red Sparrow. It's almost like uh, Atomic Blonde. That's fine. Like, I'm cool with that. If it's like Atomic Blonde, I'll buy the hell out of it. I want it to be like Red Sparrow and Atomic Blonde combined, where the action of Atomic Blonde. But the complete darkness of Red Sparrow because that movie that, was dark. I'll buy it a hundred times, but right now I'm just I'm just like 
It's just the director, man. I'm know. sorry, Gio, it's but Len Wiseman is not. Yeah, Len Wiseman is not. If they just announced it with no director, yeah, I'd be pumped. Yeah. I'd be so pumped. I'd buy it. <laughs> Have you seen Live for Your Die Hard? No, I think I've only seen the first Die Hard. Oh, wow. 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 We, we also saw directed it. a lot of TV as well. Yes. Oh, so. Gio, you buy or sell? I buy. <laughs> I buy. Okay, so uh, first off, Len Wiseman. Okay, so what he did with the John McClane character, bringing him back after, what, 10 years between... Uh, Live free and with a Die Hard with a Vengeance, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he did live free, so it was it was after Die Hard with a Vengeance. He did the fourth one. Yeah, he did the fourth one. I'm saying it, it was ten years uh, between yeah. the, the yeah, yeah. third and been. the fourth yeah. one. What? All right. So with that movie, he proved to me that he can step into uh, a franchise that's already uh, established itself and take it and at least for John McClane, make it more relevant sense that uh, he was dealing with uh, uh, terrorism and you know the, the internet world of uh, technology um, the modern world I was a big fan of live free or die hard I, I, I love that movie and I think because he was able to take the John McClane character and I mean we all know what John McClane turned into in Die Hard 5 right he, was, he wasn't John McClane anymore he was a shell of himself but in 4 he still had that that um, what made John McClane so special, just him being a, a an inner city cop, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time, but able to, you know, make it make it work, you know, take work the, the right place in the right form because yeah, he saves so, people pretty much. <laughs> but I think that can carry over to a John Wick spinoff, where it won't feature the John Wick character, but it'll further expand the the world of, of John Wick with these new-faced uh, assassins and heavy action um, and just further expanding the world of John Wick. I just, I, I buy Lynn Wiseman um, because, it, I mean, let's be honest, these John Wick movies, they're not, they're, they're known for their action. They're not known for the story. We all know how the third John Wick ended and we, some of us had some some of us didn't, but I, I just I, I, I buy this idea. Um, it, it's it, it's going to be a, a fun action, uh, dark movie um, with with a lot of uh, violence, and I just I, I buy Lynn Wiseman as, as the director. We're, we're not we're not we're not talking about an Academy Award winning stuff. We'll here. see, man. So. Well said, though. You almost changed my mind, Gio. Um, all right. Close. So next, we got a casting. So I'm gonna try to pronounce this, but. Do we buy or sell Yaha Abdul Mantin II cast in a lead role in Matrix 4? For those of you who don't know who that is, he played the, the man, Black Manta in Aquaman, and I 100% buy this. I didn't love the Black Manta character in Aquaman, but he was amazing he was as that character. He was intimidating, and he played it very well. I 100% buy this. Brian? I've never seen the Matrix movie, so. Huh? <laughs> You never okay. seen the Matrix, but no. So do you buy, do you buy his casting though? Do you like him? Movie. Like, I mean, he was great as Black Manta. I don't know him yeah. in anything else. So you have seen him in something else. He was the dad of Lupino Nyong'o's younger version, us, the oh, abusive the father. They never showed his face. It was literally when he was sitting yeah. in the office from the waist up. No, no, no. In us, the yeah. in the carnival, uh, when she was uh, a kid. No. 
yeah. When she was a kid. No, he was the father in the past. He yeah. was the father in the past. Like two minutes. And he's also... He's also he, in something else that I've seen. He's also going to be the lead in Watchmen, the TV show. Oh, really? He's, he's, oh, in, wow. he's in Watchmen. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with him. It's, again, a subject matter. I don't know. He's in Handmaid's Tale, Jacob. I don't watch that show. Oh, okay. um, but the Greatest Showman? Maybe... Um, so for me, I, I buy it. You almost had his name, by the way. It's not Yaha, it's Yaya. Oh, okay. Yaya. Yeah, so you almost got no it. Idea, yeah. um, no, I, I buy it. Is oh, that... Baywatch is, is the one yeah. I was thinking. He's oh, the a, cop. He's the one, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, I yeah. didn't even think about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, so I buy this. I do. Uh, I like the casting. I think he's kind of like... Is he the lead? It's in a lead role, so we don't know what that means. A lot of people are thinking he may be playing a young Morpheus. Um, or connected to Morpheus well, somehow. He could be. It could be a situation like, let's say, The Force Awakens, where they're passing the torch on to younger. Very well. Members, very much. Um, even though Keanu Reeves doesn't look much younger than this guy. So there's there's actually a lot of questions right now because someone, a writer, uh, I think it was Zach Penn, came out and said that there's actually two Matrix movies out in development right now: a prequel and Matrix Four, which is the which what Wachowski's doing. Oh, okay. And so uh, a lot of people are maybe thinking that. Uh, whoever reported this may have got the lines crossed and he may be actually for the prequel and not for Matrix well, 4. Who, they could actually have, be connected in a way where he's in both and there's in the Matrix there's ways to go see the younger version of Well, and he, yeah. he looks he looks like he can play a young Morpheus, yeah. obviously, but why would he be a, young, uh, a Morpheus in Matrix 4 and not bring back Lawrence Fishburne? Because yeah. he was alive in the last one. So, I don't know, but as far as the casting goes, I like it. I think he's a really good young actor um, who's kind of popping up on the scene now, and I think that he... Uh, he have do kids in the Matrix? I don't know. Was he probably Morpheus' yeah. son? Maybe, maybe, or related to somehow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I completely buy this casting. I, I thought he was fantastic in Aquaman. I think he just has that commanding on-screen presence, not like on the level of uh, Will Smith or Dwayne Johnson, but he definitely has that potential. Um, it... What concerns me are the Wachowskis um, and what they're going to do for a Matrix. And I think only well, one of them is Lana is directing. Lana this, Wachowski. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only Lana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm just curious to see where they go with the Matrix. I mean, we're talking about uh, what a twenty. When this movie comes out, it'll be what twenty two years, twenty twenty three years. Um, you know, Keanu Reeves is arguably at the height of his career right now. He's having a career year, but. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, and technology has caught up, and you know, CGI and effects have never, you know, looked better. You know, the uh, Avatar sequel is on the way as well. What more can Matrix offer if it tries to live off of uh, the hype of the effects that it was, the bullet time, and all the other things that it, it did and introduced? And you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. Uh, I don't know if that's enough, but it obviously was enough to get Keanu Reeves back, to get, uh, what's what's her name? Carrie, oh, Carrie, what, what's, what's her name? Carrie Moss. Carrie Moss, let's say Carrie Fisher, oh my God. Um, but I don't know, we'll, we'll see. That, that That's my concern. The, this casting is not a concern at all. Yeah, the casting will be great. great. Yeah, the movie's questionable, but I, I'm excited for it. They have to do something with The Matrix. They, it's too recognizable a brand. I'd, I'd much there. rather see a sequel than a prequel though. That's my, yeah, my two too. cents. Me too, for sure.